What's going on guys? This is just another critic back with another episode. Week one is in the books. We're going over our week one takeaways. Um, it's just great to have college football back. I think we're all in a much better mood when college football is around. Um, the atmosphere is great. You can't wait to get up on Saturday. Um, yeah, it's just it's just good to have college football back. Crazy week of games, upsets, good games, bad games, um, bad beats. Everything happened. You know, pretty much college football. The reason why we love college football so much, it all happened in week one. Um, let's start on Thursday, right? We had the Holy War. BYU taking on Utah. In that game, uh, obviously, man, Utah was expected to win. Big fra- big favorite, not only in that game, but to actually come out on top of the Pac-12. Utah run game looked as good as expected with uh, Zach Moss being healthy again. Um, and really, that dude is just a monster. He's He looks for contact, he seeks it out, and he's hard to take down. Um, he definitely shouldered the load in that game. At the line of scrimmage, they looked very dominant on both sides of the ball, um, defensively especially. My only, my only criticism would be towards quarterback Tyler Huntley. When he did have opportunities to throw the ball, he didn't really show us much. Um, but towards the second half, they pretty much just kept handing off the ball because of how dominant they had been at the line of scrimmage. As far as BYU goes, um, I think they'll have a better season actually after this loss. Um, They showed potential early. They just got to clean up their mistakes. Young quarterback, um, veteran running back, veteran wide receivers, defense returns, a lot of experience. Um, 17 starters return overall. So I think they'll end up coming out of this year um, going to a bowl game. So, but they've got a they've got an interesting schedule ahead. Moving along, uh, Friday we had Clemson taking on Georgia Tech. Clemson running back ETN monster right, two hundred yards, three touchdowns. Defense looked good, um, with definitely areas that they can clean up as well. Um, Georgia Tech showed uh, basically not exposed anything. It's just week one, uh, some week one things that need to be cleaned up right. Um, so I think they'll be perfectly fine. Trevor Lawrence went for 160 passing yards, two, two interceptions, uh, one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. And as most of you guys know, I've, I've been real critical of Trevor Lawrence, um, in the off season. And that's because I still think he has a lot to improve on. Um, and I haven't necessarily bought into that narrative that he's the greatest quarterback ever, or that he's the best quarterback in college football right now obviously if you've been following me you know Tua has been my number one quarterback since last season and um, I've pretty much mentioned it all offseason but yeah as far as the interceptions go man it's just it's not that they were even unlucky interceptions right they weren't like tip balls or anything they were just some bad decisions really Um, so I think that's something that you know, he doesn't do often, but because defenses have pretty much 15 games of film on him now, they'll be a lot uh, a lot better prepared for him. But um, overall, great game. I'm not going to overreact just yet. We're going to see uh, 
really what they can do next week when they uh, play A&M at home. Moving along, we go to Michigan State. Defense looked as good as advertised. Offense, on the other hand, was just terrible. Very disorganized. Um, lots of flags. And um, this defense is going to have to carry them through a tough, tough uh, in-conference schedule. And so it it can get a bit rocky. And I'm not sure this is the season Michigan State fans expected to see from this team returning, um, if I'm correct, 16 or uh, 17 starters, possibly even more. Um, Wisconsin staying in the Big Ten. Wisconsin looks back up to par with where we've seen them in the past. Defense looks legit, could be top 15 by the end of the year. And with the way um, they looked in week one, lots of optimism. Uh, quarterback play has gotten better with Jack Cohn running the show. Horny Brooks gone. Uh, Jonathan Taylor back doing what he does. Four touchdowns total. And so I never expected uh, expected anyone else to run the show in the Big Ten West. Um, Wisconsin was my pick to win the Big Ten West. And this week one um, opener is a good sign. Um, obviously open up this, opening up the 2019 campaign. Moving along, we go ahead to UCLA. Offense continues to be a struggle. Um, overall, UCLA just looks like... They don't look like UCLA at this point. Uh, so I'm not sure how much longer Chip, Chip Kelly's going to hold on to that job down there. Um, and it's pretty obvious that it, it, it looks like it's a hot seat type of season for him. So they... They've really got to figure out something fast um, if they're if they're going to want to have a, a winning season. Um, so moving along, UCF offense picked up where they left off. Both quarterbacks look promising with Wimbush and Gabriel. Defense still tough to gauge playing against Florida A&M. They did post a shutout, though, so that's always good to see. Um, but I think they got Florida Atlantic next week, so... A, a better opponent, um, so we'll see what happens. Moving on, we go to Texas A&M. Started slow. Um, they played Texas State, but they definitely look like they've improved as far as how comfortable they are under Jimbo. Uh, Kellen Mon looks athletic. He looks much improved in the past game, and really he's just going to be dangerous for any team as far as being able to contain him. Um, so defense defense played really well, ended with four interceptions, but next week is pretty much going to be arguably one of the biggest tests of the season, if not the biggest test. They got Clemson, so we'll see just how good this offense is, just how good the defense is, and... Um, Excited for next week. Minnesota. Wasn't sold on Minnesota before um, the season started or even after their, you know, I don't know if it was a great season, but it was a winning season last year for them. So was never really optimistic about them, was never really impressed by them. Um, they do look better under Fleck than they have under other head coaches. Um, so they, they really struggled versus South Dakota State, an FCS opponent. 
and they struggled at times on both sides of the ball. So, uh, but we'll see, right? It's week one, and you're going to be hearing me say that a lot throughout this episode. It's just a common theme, right? So everyone's still trying to get their legs under them. Arizona State, we have um, true freshman quarterback. I mentioned him in my sleeper picks. His name is Jalen Daniels. Bright future ahead, but if you watch that game a bit closer, it, it's it's worrying and concerning at times at the line of scrimmage. Um, offensively, I'm not sure how well they're going to be able to protect him in the pocket, as well as open up holes for uh, Eno Benjamin, who's a running back from a season ago. I think I believe he had somewhere around sixteen, seventeen hundred yards. Um, he just he had a, he had a big time season a year ago, and I'm not sure he's going to have a similar season to that with the way they're looking at the line of scrimmage at this point. Purdue quarterback play looked great for the most part early on, um, but really fell apart in critical moments where he ended up throwing two interceptions in the second half, uh, which were critical interceptions, which ultimately ended to ended up losing them the game. Uh, defense was terrible. Uh, Rondell Moore, just as good as last year, but I don't think he's gonna get. He's gonna put out nearly as much production because obviously more teams know who he is, so they're gonna key in on his presence and do their best to shut him down and force Purdue to find another outlet as far as uh, offensively and and scoring their points. So I, I think it might be a rough year in Big Ten play for them. Uh, possibly going six and six or even worse. Uh, moving along, we got Oklahoma State, who was my sleeper pick to win the Big Twelve. Looked great offensively, as expected. Um, redshirt freshman Spencer Sanders actually got the start over senior Drew Brown, who transferred in from Hawaii. Um, he looked really good, super elusive. His arm looked great. Um, he's a four-star guy out of Texas. Lots of potential, still very young. Um, he's going to be scary good um, in the years to come, but he's going to put on a show this year, especially playing in the Big 12. Chubble went off as well. I think he had 200 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Tylen Wallace doing his thing out there, um, just mossing people um, whenever the ball was thrown his way. Defense, looks like it's going to continue to be an issue, but as I have continued to say, I mean... The Big 12, that's just a common theme in conference play, not having the greatest defenses. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I'm very optimistic about Oklahoma State. Moving along, we had Northwestern. Defense looked really good, picked up where they left off, um, held Stanford to 10 points, um, but they really couldn't seem to figure out where they were going to get their offensive production from, especially after losing uh, Thorson. And uh, could basically say the same thing for Stanford. Especially now with KJ Costello out indefinitely, um, they're gonna have a backup quarterback in next week. But while he was in, man, I, I it was just a close game. It was like seven to zero, and then at one point it was seven to ten. It was just one of those really slow, um, uneventful games. So, but that's really how Northwestern plays. But typically they have offense too you know, some some type of offensive production. So they're still trying to figure out where they're going to get that from. Nebraska played really poorly on offense. Um, a lot of the media, 
a lot of people in general had their quarterback uh, Martinez hyped up to be a, a, Heisman, a Heisman finalist or even win the Heisman. He looked, he didn't look good at all. Um, but good performance statistically from the defense. I think they had a punt return, interception return, uh, three interceptions, uh, four sacks, something around that. Um, but ultimately, they ended up giving up 21 points to uh, a, a very weak or below average South Alabama side. But um, should be interesting in conference play. I'm just excited to see Big Ten conference play. And uh, so we can get a better gauge on how these teams uh, ultimately are going to look in 2019. Iowa State played against uh, Northern Iowa, FCS opponent, which uh, they ended up struggling against. Ended up going to two or three overtimes. And uh, I wasn't really surprised by this because... Iowa State does this every year. They end up finding a way to struggle versus a weak FCS opponent. And then they end up showing up in the biggest game of the season and pulling an upset. It's just like, it's just what Iowa State does, right? So um, I'm not really worried about their struggle versus Northern Iowa. I think when the time comes, they're always ready to play upset. Um Moving along, we stay in Iowa over in the Big Ten. Hawkeyes, they look good. Stanley had a great game. Defensively, looked about the same from a year ago. Um, overall, they just look like the same Iowa team from a year ago. Um, of course, they just have more experience under their belt. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they, they played Miami, Ohio. Again, um, they looked good. But definitely, when when you play a lesser opponent, you want to see these Power 5 teams, especially from one of some of the bigger conferences, Big Ten, SEC, etc. You want to see them dominate. And they didn't really do that um, for four quarters. Uh, Penn State dominated. Uh, I think the final score was like 79-7. to seven. Uh, Defense, probably going to be one of the best in conference this year, um, if not one of the best in the country. Still not sold on their quarterback yet, just because uh, they played Idaho, and I, I think he only went for about 200 yards, two touchdowns. They probably pulled him early, so we didn't really get to see a lot from him. Um, but overall, he had a good game. Um, so it should be interesting to see what Penn State looks like this year. Uh, moving along, we got Washington. Offense looks more explosive in the past game. Um, they've got some of the most underrated wide receivers in the nation, in my opinion, very athletic, uh, great hands. Um, they're able to make these, you know, tough acrobatic type catches. So they're gonna be they're gonna be one of those teams again to contend for the Pac-12 championship. Um, still tough to gauge their defense whether or not they're gonna reload. They lost nine starters from a year ago, but solid performance overall against Eastern Washington. Auburn. Obviously, they played in the biggest game over the weekend, um, playing against Oregon. Started slow on defense, struggled with the high-tempo play, of course. Lots of quick plays from Oregon. Um, Bo Nix looked very poor overall, but definitely looked like... It just looked like more of a mindset issue and a confidence issue than an actual skill set issue. Still a very bright future ahead. Uh, defense ended up finding their rhythm in the second half. Lots of potential. 
with uh, true freshmen and uh, I believe a few sophomores at the linebacker position. Um, I, but I think overall they got a a good performance from their from their team overall. Defense carried them in the second half. Bo Nix uh, ultimately threw it up to you know Seth Williams. Seth Williams did what he uh, is expected to do and win 50-50 balls. Um, but yeah, staying staying in that matchup. Oregon, on the other hand, I was definitely impressed with uh, the offensive line pass protection. They, because here's the thing, I, I mean, I really didn't think they were going to be able to handle that front four from Auburn. But Herbert had lots of time in that pocket when Auburn wasn't sending extra defenders. So super impressed by their O-line. Um, and they just, they look like Oregon again. They look quick. They look fast. They play fast. Um, quick everything. They did have guys missing at wide receiver. Um, but ultimately they had four stars, at least four, four star wide receivers on the field in that game. So they did show promise early on in the first half, second half, they were absolutely nowhere to be found. Um, but I think that was in part from Auburn, you know, picking it up and basically figuring out what uh, Oregon wanted to do and doing their best to shut those areas down. Um, defense looked great in the first half, but it seemed like Auburn on the offensive side of the ball started to get a hold of what they were doing defensively. Um, and they and Auburn ended up just starting to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And um, Bo Nix didn't really throw the rock that much in the second half. Overall, great showing from Oregon. I think they'll they'll be one of the the best teams in the Pac-12 again, as expected. Um, But really, Herbert needed to step up and take over that game, right? Like we expect most of the elite college football quarterbacks to do. Step up, take over the game, close it out for your team, right? So um, we'll see. Do they still have a chance at the college football playoff? I don't think so. But again, anything can happen. Uh, moving along to Texas, Sam Ellinger looked improved as a passer. Wide receiver play um, is definitely still there. Those guys are impressive as hell, making ridiculous circus catches. Uh, defense looks solid on paper, but we definitely still have uh, more questions. And uh, those questions are going to be answered in that exciting matchup next week versus LSU. Uh, Michigan, right? Michigan Wolverines looked better offensively, but really didn't impress. Uh, I don't know. They they didn't look they didn't look very different from a year ago. So they looked better, but that's just because they have more time in the system, right? Uh, but supposedly they're trying to play more of a spread. Uh, it, it just... Really, most of the touchdowns that Shea Patterson had was just to wide-open dudes. So, not really uh, many many questions answered in this game. Defense, on the other hand, might have taken a step back. Of course, they lose a lot of production with uh, Rashawn Gary, Chase Winovich, uh, linebacker Devin Bush. Super cr- uh, critical guys from a year ago. Um, and, and they had their struggles in coverage. But I really expected them to post a shutout and have a dominant performance overall versus Middle Tennessee State. And we didn't get that. And so 
again, we'll see what happens. They got to they got to clean some things up, but week 2 is always uh typically a better gauge, right? Moving along, we uh go to Boise State, Mountain West Conference. Quarterback unbelievable, true freshman, legit as hell. The thing with Boise State, man, I don't know where the hell they find these guys. I don't know. Like, this kid is a true freshman. They inserted him right into their system, and the kid didn't even blink. He looked like he had been there for two, three years, sitting sitting uh, as as QB1. They're, they lost, because what happened was they lost uh, pretty much all their production on offense from a year ago. Their two top wide receivers, their number one running back, and their number one quarterback. And then they bring these new guys in, and they freaking pretty much pick up where they left off a year ago. Sophomore running back, true freshman quarterback, and two brand new wide receivers. So it was pretty amazing to see them turn that game around. Um, not super surprising, though. This is Boise State's brand. They kill giants. They take down big Power 5 programs. And they did it again in week one. Defense still needs to clean up a few things. On the other hand, gave up 31 points in the first half. Um, but overall, I think they'll clean it up and they'll they'll probably end up winning the Mountain West Conference again. So Boise State, they ain't going anywhere. LSU, LSU man, they're probably the most impressive team that I watched um, on Saturday. I didn't watch the game live. I went back and watched it again. They played Georgia Southern. Defense, man. They pretty much returned everyone from a year ago, if you didn't know. They picked up where they left off. They looked really freaking good. Like, really freaking good. If you go back and watch this game, I get it. It's versus Georgia Southern. But if you just watch how they play, they play fast. They play physical and aggressive. Offensively, Joe Burrow... Put on a show, um, put up five touchdowns, but there's definitely areas in the game when Georgia Southern just dropped dropped back um, into coverage, played some, you know, like a prevent type of uh, coverage, rush three, and he he did struggle um, when they did uh, pretty much put him in a in a tough situation, and um, yeah, so I I still have question marks as far as if he'll be capable of putting on these types of performances versus um, it doesn't need to be an Alabama, right? But just a better defense. So we'll see what happens at the running back position. They're stacked. John Emery Jr., big name to look out for if you don't know who is uh, who he is. The kid is ridiculous. Go watch his high school film. And uh, this dude's going to put on a show if they give him the reps. Um, And obviously their first test is next week versus Texas. But like I said, at this point in time, I think LSU has the number one defense in the nation. But we'll see. It's week one. I don't want to overreact, even though I already have. Uh, With that being said, Ohio State. They came out fast. Justin Fields put up five touchdowns real quick. Um, And he pretty much showed why he was the number one dual threat guy coming out of high school. Second half was very different, uh, but you know some some were saying I didn't watch the game very closely, but a lot of people were telling me um, that they brought in the second team on defense. 
and you know they're just getting other guys reps younger younger kids reps and and all that good stuff but even so that second team is probably littered with four stars or you know even five stars but still so at the end of the day what I'm trying to say is I'm not sure if this defense is going to be back um from a year ago but uh Early on, they looked really good, so I'm assuming they took out their first stringers. But I, I just, I just would have wanted to see more, give them more reps. But maybe they're, they're just saving, uh, saving those schemes and those plays and those coverages and those packages, etc., etc., for when they play one of their better opponents. Um, moving along, we go to Georgia. Right, Jake Fromm looked good, looked great. Still, it looked like he was still getting comfortable with his wide receivers, um, and his wide receivers were just getting comfortable with him. Uh, it just, it just didn't look. It didn't look like, it didn't look like it's looked in the past. But uh, it's week one, and uh, the wide receivers are brand new, so you know they're gonna have to build that chemistry in game, even though I'm sure they've built that. On the practice field. Run game. Pretty much picked up. Where they left off a season ago. They were splitting uh, reps between three different guys. I think they ended up closing out the game with about 300 rushing yards. So that's not going to be an issue again. Uh, Defense will be phenomenal again this year. Lots of talent in the secondary especially. But the front seven of course will be very strong again. Uh, Moving along to Alabama. Started slow, O-line looked like an issue early. Defense found their rhythm after a few early struggles and uh, overall looked good, but definitely still have room for improvement, especially you know with two true freshmen who are, who's going to be starting at the uh, middle linebacker position. Um, but once the O-line tightened up, Tua pretty much did his thing and closed out the game in the third quarter, sat the fourth. Overall, good performance, but... My biggest takeaway from that game versus Duke, I think the Alabama O-line could be a a very big issue if they don't get it together very quickly. Uh, Because once they hit conference play, the D-line in conference play is no joke, as we already know. So they need to get that together, not only to keep the uh, offense moving and humming, but to keep Tua protected and injury-free. So uh, we'll see how that plays out, if they can clean it up in week two. Uh, moving along, Washington State quarterback, Gordon. Don't, not really familiar with the guy, um, but he went off for five touchdowns. Offensively, looked very similar to a year ago. Defense, looked good in the pass rush and run defense, statistically on paper. But of course, they played New Mexico State, um, so I'm not sure we really got any answers from that game. Let's see here. Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss and Memphis matchup. Ole Miss returned 10 starters on defense, and I think that showed, holding Memphis to only 15 points. Um, Offensively, Matt Corral, new quarterback, new wide receivers. They pretty much lost most of their offensive production from a year ago. So it should be interesting to see how they're going to adjust 
in getting this Ole Miss offense up and running again. Um, but Memphis was favored in that game, and they ended up pulling it out um, in a close one, 15-10. North Carolina versus South Carolina. Uh, didn't watch the game, but uh, box score and stats looked like UNC was uh, very solid from top to bottom. Um, true freshman quarterback, no interceptions, two touchdowns. Uh, running back, I think he got... If he didn't hit 100, he was close to 100 with one rushing touchdown. Um, and a lot of people were very optimistic about the South Carolina team that we were expected to see this year. And so there was a lot of outrage after that game by South Carolina fans. And uh ends up Jake Bentley broke his foot and he's out indefinitely. So... They're bringing in the the uh, I believe he's a freshman quarterback Ryan Helinski to take over. So it should be interesting to see how they adjust and what they're able to do in week two. Uh, Virginia Tech Boston College. I was really surprised by that outcome. Virginia Tech they returned ten starters on the defensive side of the ball. Struggled a lot last year as a team overall, and I was expecting them to come in hot. Typically, a Virginia Tech team is uh, very defense-oriented. Uh, we didn't see that here this weekend. Boston College quarterback came out firing, um, threw for two touchdowns. Um, running back, A.J. Dillon. So they definitely looked more of a balanced attack coming into this season. The way I see Boston College, they're basically the Wisconsin of the ACC. Um, definitely not as consistent as far as winning games but the system itself is really run oriented with a strong defense but it looks like they're trying to they're trying to adapt right and get some good play out of their quarterback so they can have a more balanced attack and not be one-dimensional um but yeah I'm gonna have to go review that game but they beat Virginia Tech 35 to 28 and I was surprised by that outcome uh, Mountain West Conference, man. They just absolutely destroyed it in uh, week zero, week one, whatever you want to call it. Um, Hawaii beat out Arizona. Wyoming beat Missouri. Boise State beat out uh, Florida State. And then we had Nevada beat Purdue in a last-second field goal. So a great way to start the season for the Mountain West Conference. USC, Pac-12. Pac-12 after dark. USC, lose JT Daniels, towards ACL. Absolutely terrible. Just terrible. With the way USC has been as a program in this, you know, maybe this five-year span, it's been rough. It's been rough. And I have a few close friends who are big-time SEC um USC fans and so is a big loss offensively I mean they looked they looked better with him at the helm but he I mean to be truthful he didn't look absolutely you know dominating he didn't look like he had made big leaps and bounds so well you know as it's very sad to see him get hurt um, especially coming into his sophomore campaign where a lot of people had a lot of high expectations for this team with another year under their belt. 
Um, so we'll see where their, their production at quarterback comes from. Defense showed potential at times, but uh, there's a lot of underclassmen on that side of the ball. A lot of sophomores, redshirt freshmen. So they're, they're definitely going to have to learn very quickly if they're going to want to have a, a, com- a competitive year or even make a bowl game. So tough loss for USC, um, but we'll see. We'll see how things play out in the Pac-12. Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts absolutely pretty much destroyed Houston as expected. Accounted for six touchdowns, 300 pass yards. I believe it was something like 176 rushing yards. So uh, he looks very comfortable in that offense as expected. He's been through a lot of adversity over in Alabama, so I didn't really expect him to be rattled at all. Wide receivers looked great. Running backs looked great. O-line looked good, but definitely still hard to gauge their offense. I mean, their offense is going to be good, right? They're going to they're gonna be able to put guys into in positions to succeed uh, offensively. But, of course, we want to see them versus uh, not necessarily... Not necessarily uh, you know, the best defense in the world, but a better defense than Houston, right? Because Houston, just a year ago, they ranked worse behind Oklahoma as one of the worst defenses in the nation. So um, Jalen did his thing. Oklahoma did their thing offensively. Pretty much they didn't do anything I didn't expect him to do. Uh, Like many of the top 25 teams uh, in week one, a lot of them just played lesser opponents, right? It's kind of like a preseason or a scrimmage um, just to get get uh, get those jitters out of the way. And so it, it's a really important week because a lot of teams end up getting upset. So if you came out of week one, you're in good shape. Uh, good performance uh, overall. Defense looked looked better early on, but as the game continued... They showed they showed their old habits. Um, they began to crack into their old ways. Um, but we'll see, right? Opening week, everybody's got to clean their own crap up. Um, and even Jalen. Jalen said it best, right, in his interview. He feels like there's a ton of things that they can work on, they can improve on, they can clean up. And it's it's very simple. He's played for a championship pedigree type team. So he knows what championship team looks like, um, especially after playing in three consecutive college football playoff finals. So we'll see what happens. Um, Oklahoma looked good offensively. Defensively, probably going to end up being the same as a year ago. At this point, that's how I feel. Notre Dame-Louisville. I thought Notre Dame was going to absolutely obliterate these guys. Not even going to lie. Notre Dame, they look good overall as a football team. Defense has lots of great potential. Um, not only you know at the line of scrimmage, but in the secondary as well. Offensively, their O-line, they always reload. They got big boys. They can dominate up front. Running backs pretty much look like they reloaded pretty well at the running back position as well. The only issue that I saw tonight was Ian Book. Ian Booked, he did not look comfortable in the pocket. He just didn't really 
he didn't look comfortable. He, he seemed like he lacked pocket awareness. It seemed like he always wanted to leave the pocket. He didn't want to sit there and look for an open man. And when he did have open guys, he was throwing it behind them while, when they were in stride. He was missing simple throws. Um, you know, throwing balls in bad positions for the wide receivers. And so um, he really just looked like uh, Wimbush. He just looked like Wimbush in this opening game. And so, you know, maybe it's just uh, an opening game. What are, you know, what do you want to call it? Just a, it's a bad opening game where you have to get his jitters out or whatever it is. But he's a senior quarterback and he's got experience in a college football playoff game a year ago. I'd expect him to come out as a senior and to play just so much better than what we saw tonight. So they've definitely got to clean up on a lot of things, um, but they, they do have potential as a team overall. My only concern at this point is Ian Book. Um, but outside of that, a good overall, well, I'll say it was an all right performance because of where they're ranked and where they finished a season ago. Louisville looked better. Um, Juwan, Juwan Pass, I believe his name is, quarterback for Louisville. The thing that I didn't get, Notre Dame didn't, didn't, uh, recognize early that he wasn't comfortable passing the ball. He always wanted to run. Pretty much, basically... Ian Book on the other side of the ball. He didn't look comfortable passing. And if you saw when they dropped back, um, or even if they stacked the box and took away the run, he wasn't comfortable throwing the ball downfield. And when he did let loose on some of those throws, they were wobbly or they were in bad, uh, or they were badly placed balls. So, um, Louisville, do I think they'll be you know, leaps and bounds ahead of a season ago. Not at all. I think they they could probably miss another bowl game. I could see them being five and seven, six and six, something like that. But I don't think they're gonna be uh, much better from a year ago. With that being said, guys, it is week one. Lots of teams have a lot of things to clean up on. Uh, a lot of things to improve on. And um, week two will give us a much better gauge as far as what we're working with and what we should expect from these teams in 2019. And so with everything I just said, understand that I understand where you're coming from. You're probably, you know, listening to this and saying, dude, it's week one. And I'm saying, dude. I understand. All right. I'm with you. It's week one. Week two is right around the corner. We'll see what happens. Glad college football is back. Hope you guys are too. Uh, With that being said, as always, I appreciate you all for supporting the podcast, listening to the podcast, wherever you are. Um, But if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave an honest review. And as far as my social media, podcast episodes, all that good stuff, I will have the links in the description. Um, Hope you guys all have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace.